This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real. The difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Welcome, you loyal listeners, to another episode of Agency Intelligence Podcast, where I give you a real agent inside a real agency, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This is Cass, and today I brought a jewel. I brought Mr. One and Only Cameron Shia, is what I call him. Probably doing it, saying it wrong, but it's Cass, and he says Cass. However you say it, more people talk to me that way, so... I just want to give it to him. Cameron, how are you doing from the great state of Washington? What up, Cass? I'm doing so good, man. I'm pumped to be on here. And uh, Pishi is the pronunciation, but you know what? It's all good. We'll roll with whatever. And you tell me that all the time, and I forget. The next damn time we do this, I just I want to always say Pachia. It just sounds Pachia because I'm an ignorant American, right? That's what it is. You know? <laughs> and you know what? It might actually be that. My folks told me that it was Pichi, and uh, my dad's like, ah, I think it was a mafia thing. We dropped a couple letters off and changed <laughs> our name. You know, So I'm like... Oh, let's go. <laughs> That's a good history. I'm with that, Dad. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, it is what it is. That's what I tell him. It is what it is, Dad. I, we, get, we come over. We used to be in the East Coast. Now we're in the West Coast. You know, we had to move the mob. Right. So anyways, no, yeah, dumb shit. Camera, I brought you on because of a legitimate reason. I brought you on because uh, my loyal listeners heard, heard me talk about this a little bit. I, I really want to always introduce the agents. So if everybody knows that you now, I don't know when you're listening to this today, it is March 20 or March 14th and it is at 1232 Central Standard Time, 1032 PST. And what we're doing is, is I am having a discussion on agency intelligence. And what agency intelligence is, is those agents, if you're new loyal listeners, it's those who are in an agency or run an agency. And we talk about the agency intelligence, as opposed to the agent's influence is where we have conversations with people that may be inside the industry, but they're not inside an agency. So here, going on our 10th year of this, just want to be clearer with that. And you also notice some differences that I don't ask the questions that I used to ask all the time anymore. Um, I've already got not a lot, but a couple emails from someone telling me, why aren't you asking the questions anymore? It's that That's the first 10 years. We got to change things eventually. And to right now, why I brought Cameron on though for you loyal listeners is Cameron is an elite agent. He's a champion inside the mastermind, but of the agents in the mastermind, he's committed to the mastermind. He comes to the meetings all the time. And then other agents are always figuring, trying to ask him, and I'm being serious, how to get like him because his growth is pretty substantial. It wasn't easy for Cameron. And I want you guys to hear that story so that you guys can know he is uh, really successful right now. In Cameron's mind, he could probably is, is probably hard on himself and doesn't realize how successful he is, but that's what we all do as business owners, right? That's what keeps us going. Cameron, welcome to the podcast, my friend. I'm pumped to be here. And you're right. I'm the hardest critic on myself and I, I do stay humble, but I look at the stats and statistics. In fact, I was visiting with Miles, and this is a known like published stat, is like 
what is it, less than 10% of independent or, or let's just say insurance agencies are less than 1.5 million in revenue. And that blew my mind. I absolutely blew my mind. I'm like, because of my mind getting into this industry at the ripe young age of 20, I'm thinking the sky's the limit there, you know, the world is your oyster, all that kind of stuff, which uh-huh. it truly is though. I mean, this is the best industry ever, residual income, relationship-based business, yeah, right. all the things that we get to do and be creative in. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to get to like 5 million, 10 million in revenue, mm-hmm. 20 million, like hit those benchmarks, mm-hmm. which is doable, mm-hmm. right? But then you start to encounter challenges and which has led me to find you mm-hmm. in the agency intelligence mastermind group, because I saw the people in there, which are friends of mine and associates and people I wanted to be friends mm-hmm. with. And it's like, go where they are. Cause I feel like you've got a lot of that top 10% mm-hmm. in the group. Yeah. So I appreciate you putting it together, giving a platform where people can be real, mm-hmm. which people are and can share. So that's why I'm on here. Hopefully we can help. Bogus said it best. He said, Jason, the reason why we're so unique is we're actually a community. And, and I know it's hard to see that sometimes. Like we know like, oh, that's my community or I love car Corvettes, right? And this is my community of people who love Corvettes, right? And I don't like Corvettes just for the loyal listeners, just using that as an example. But but that's that's kind of how 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 we how we use that is that's as our community and that's our people. And it's really crazy because I like it because after being together for so long, like somebody can say something that I would be like, whoa, I would never do that in my agency. But I don't listen to it that way. I go, well, wait a minute. I wouldn't do that in my agency, but he's saying that or she's saying that, hold on just a minute, let me listen to this, right? And sometimes maybe that's short-sighted of me. I hear other agents in the industry and I'm just like, eh, whatever, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to listen to that, you know? And maybe that's wrong or right, it isn't. But it's about that community of people we trust, as you said, and it's really great. Cameron, the last, how long have you been in business? Uh, me yeah. personally yeah, or the it, agency? It, it, well, you, how long has the agency been in business? So the agency and the firm where I'm now a partner of and owner of has been around since I want to say 2000 it incorporated and, and it, you know, relatively small. It was a bunch of agents that got together that shared expenses like a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like they're a common story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then I came along in 2010 and then became an owner a few years later, bought out a partner. We retired out of a few of the other partners. So there's only three of us left. Okay. So, and I'm their perpetuation. I think that was the intent coming in because they're, you know, 60s and late 50s. Mm-hmm. So I'm setting it up to kind of perpetuate and move forward. And I've, I'm off and on, you know, wanted to do the scratch thing and do this and do that. And instead, I'm like, no, let's work together, figure out the partnership. There's benefits, pros, cons, like anything. Mm-hmm. And then I think the the pros outweigh the cons in a partnership, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I know a lot of people are against partnerships. And you know what? I didn't really choose this partnership. So it's a little bit more unique where some get to choose their partner, like a marriage. <laughs> I was kind of like forced, not forced. Right. Because but I if this is what you want, this is like, what you're getting. This is what I, this is what I did. And so like anything you grow, you learn me as an individual, I grew tremendously and learn, you know, I was like a, a squirrel <laughs> quick, go fast. Why aren't we going faster? Why aren't we doing this? You know? And, uh, you know, that, that presents opportunity and a, a ton of opportunities, but it creates a ton of obstacles, challenges, exposes a lot of cracks in your, in your organizations. Mm-hmm. And just so you know, loyal listeners, like there are numerous people that Cameron reaches out to on a weekly and monthly basis that are just in the industry just to shoot the shit, just to say, hey, here's what I'm doing in my agency. I mean, you have a, a couple of groups of those people. And I think that once again, that's another subset of, of the mastermind, you know, is really trying to help those people. And I mean, I would say that inside the mastermind, I bet you there's 50 other groups 
like just people who meet. But I was talking to Vonda one day and she was telling me, Vonda Copeland, and she was reading through an email and I said, where did you get that email? And it was the longest email in the world, but it was a continuous email that she started a long time ago with the champions. And it's just a continuous email that's going all the way up to now, you know? And I didn't even know that they were talking and doing things. So that's just, this is awesome. It really truly is. And you know, one of the things though, if you ever really saw no one ever really saw this. I wonder if I could find this. One of the very first uh, things, promotional videos I ever did for the mastermind was the story of Henry Ford and Thomas Edison and JP Morgan Chase. They actually created and were attributing the mastermind word to them. And it was about the way that they knew that they were on top. They were kind of in a cutting edge level, but they could even remain cutting edge if they shared it with other cutting edge people, right? And those cutting edge people. So there was things that, you know, that Henry Ford was probably learning about electricity that really didn't have anything to do with him. But there was a couple of those stories that made him think, hey, when I'm creating this factory, you know what I mean? And ironically enough, these are the people who were ahead of the curve on everything at the turn of the century. And so using that same methodology, that's what I I thought of back in 2013. I was like, I got to get on the same page of these people. And people sometimes think, Cameron, that I created this stuff so that I could that I could be the one that's in charge. I created it. And I'll be honest with you, after 800 and some of these podcasts, I know a lot about the industry just because you're around it so much. And you're around it with the champions and the way that we learn from each other and stuff. It's a it's a phenomenal industry. Phenomenal, phenomenal industry. It really, truly is. But Cameron, going back to you, you have seen some extreme growth in the last three, five, ten years. I don't want to say ten, but I know in the last three to five years, in the time that we've known each other, you have seen growth. Now, extreme growth to some is 10% or more. Huge growth is 20% or more. Us champions, we kind of rely on 20 to 30% or more to be our bench standard. I'm not saying that we're losers if we don't hit that, but that's where we're usually, usually at. I mean, most people in our group are at least achieving 15% growth. Not everybody, not down in people. Um, also, I think there's a couple agencies that are around 20 to 30 million in revenue. They're probably not achieving 20% growth, right? That would be unbelievable, right? So it's all relative to who it is, but agencies are growing. Tell us about, tell the agents, tell the loyal listeners about your niche, about what you've created over there in the beautiful state and city of Spokane, Washington. Yeah, man, for sure. And we've got a couple different pillars, let's say within the agency, you got your purse lines division, and then you've got kind of miscellaneous commercial. My background was construction and contractors. So we've got a decent little influence of contractors there and then transportation. And that's the piece that I took quite a few years ago and went high level and took and said, okay, you know, everyone has a niche, right? Everyone has this landing page. Hey, I'm an expert in this, everything insurance forward slash trucking forward slash bars forward slash whatever. And I'm like, it's not good enough. You know what I mean? I'm not going to, you're never going to get far enough. It's a super transactional form of business when people just happenstance to come on you or Google, you know, SEO, pay-per-click, all that kind of stuff. But how do you become an expert and take that niche and turn it into a brand and then dominate in mm -hmm. that? It's a macro niche. And I know you can get into micro niches and captives and you can get into all the different complexities and nuances there. We took a macro niche and said, okay, we're going to do all this. Now we've micro niched within it and focused efforts on certain types of trucking and transportation. But I use that, I attribute that to my background. When I came in, all I did were contractors and construction. So I started insurance at the age of 20 in a niche. I didn't realize how important that was 
The downside to that though is I started in 0708 when contractors were Oh my god. It was a horrible was time. Terrible. It was like oh, it was a horrible time. It was a horrible time to do it, but that's all I knew, man. I was born in the struggle. Like born in a recession like cool. I, it's only up from here. I didn't know that. I it's was Wolf born in the struggle. <laughs> so, but but what I did learn though is all of a sudden your expertise, your language, your communication styles, your influence dive into that niche or that group of people, your tribe, so to speak, like you said, our community. Mm-hmm. So now I'm one of them, right? I, I have a podcast surrounding transportation. I've got relationships, vendors. I started other companies that are pillars, you know, not insurance, but they're still somewhere on the line of transportation that fit in with what I'm trying to achieve and do. And so that that exploded quite a bit, but I don't want to discount. That's what people don't realize is like, oh, people will say, okay, all of his growth is in because of this. We still grow a lot in purse lines. And I think purse lines is a huge staple for diversification because starting in the recession and the struggle, what I didn't realize, but now looking back and reflecting on is if you only had contractors, those big shops, man, almost went out of business. Mm-hmm. They tanked and were a product of the market. So I don't ever want to like be afloat only because of one thing. Instead, I want to have multiple pillars and I want to take what I can do, replicate it, build it, move it over here, go into, let's say, manufacturing. Mm-hmm go into, let's say, habitational, go into, I can train and teach people that. So I think that's how you scale revenue-wise to like high levels. And then you work with the people you want to work with, right? I disqualify folks. We're not going to quote. We don't just quote and give you quotes. Uh, I know people say Mm -hmm. that, but we don't. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I attribute a lot of that. But you know, it's calling people like you. It's calling people that I have cell phones to. It's showing up to the meetings, the mastermind groups, asking questions, always wanting to learn, always wanting to get better. Shoot, every time I go to one of these, I'll come up to Cass and be like, hey, who do I need to talk to that's an expert in trucking? <laughs> or I'll ask Carruthers mm-hmm. or whoever. And they're like, dude, I talk to you. <laughs> like, I, I don't that's know. True. And I'm always trying to find somebody that I can go lean on. And then it's like, okay, to your point, now I got to talk to other people that do what I admire really, really well, have conversations with them. And I'm not trying to get the blueprint or the step-by-step or the the copy or any of that. I just want insight. Mm-hmm. Hey, give me some thought process. What were some failures? What are some challenges or obstacles, or just even through a simple conversation like this, I'm going to think about what I'm doing and change it because I'm like, Oh shoot, I just thought of this while we were talking. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but came to me and it's like, I'm going to go try mm-hmm. that. Cool. Yeah. Sure. You know? So, so I know everybody's got to get to work and stuff like that, but just quit listening to me back that bitch up about eight, eight minutes and listen to that again, Cameron, that was really, really good. You went through, I think the struggles of what a lot of independent insurance agents go through and those struggles. And I always try to say, I'm not saying as a downer, like struggles, that's how we win, right? That's how, that's how we, that's how we learn, you know, and stuff like that. But, uh, I love how you said it. You also, you also talked about something that I think a lot of people could take away from something that my, um, you talked about not being floating on one thing, having many different avenues, right? Many different ways that you're getting it. My, my um, father-in-law at one time um, told me, he said, you always want to make sure he would hold out his hand right? and he would say, your palm is a lake and you want to have as many things flowing into that lake as possible. And I heard him say that one time and then he followed it up with this. He said, Jason, I kid you not. 
Go try to find a lake, and the larger the lake, the more tributaries it has. And I thought to myself, son of a bitch, that's true, right? And sometimes that's why I have VI and AI and in these different things. And you do too. You have these side hustles and these things, and then also hustles inside of our, our of our own business, you know? And it happens to be that, yeah, I think that that's really, really, really true. Well, 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 so well said. So here's the thing I want to talk about here. When you're talking about this niche, like let, let's go back here for a minute, Cameron. So 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 you just, loyal listeners, listen to this. I mean, you just don't go to his site and like, oh, we do trucking. Like he has a, he has a podcast. They're like heavily involved in it. You almost, am I correct? You almost have like a department for this because you have VEs that strictly almost <laughs> yeah. just do that stuff, right? Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, AK Agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Okay, so a little bit more granular view. And actually, so we have our main agency website, which is, you know, I, I made a reference of all things insurance. It's actually all lines insurance, which is hilarious <laughs> for this. <laughs> and so, so going back, but you won't find a trucking page or maybe there's one on there from who knows when. <laughs> we, we, we actually started its own brand, its own division, its own legs. Mm -hmm. It has its own um, phone number, its own emails, its own everything. Now technology is beautiful. Like it flows into everything else we need to there are massive challenges when doing that, though. You take an identity and you start branding it something else. The people within that organization become either, you know, hesitant or resistant or resentful or whatever. There's all the change. Mm -hmm. right? People don't like change. I love change. Most people don't. But anyway, so, yes, you call in a number. We have dedicated VEs, you know, virtual employees. Shout out to you and what you got going yep, over yep. there. I, I, yeah, that's a shameless plug. So you call in and it's all trucking. That's what you get. It's the brand. And then the podcast is nothing to do with my insurance. It's all just giving back to the community. How do I build the community? How do I invest in the transportation industry as a whole? Talk to cool people that are doing exciting things. Most, you know, it's funny because I love your new uh, format with the shortened podcast because I think the average listen time is 28 minutes. Mm -hmm. Insurance agents will listen to like three hours of insurance content. It's fucking <laughs> yeah, we will. Oh, <laughs> we're the only people that'll do that. But if I did that in trucking, it's like, you know, they're not going to listen. Now, fortunately, truckers are driving. So I'm like, it made sense it to me. I'm like, cool, I'm going to do a podcast. And it like, it was like, it was one of those like aha moments of like, all right, cool. But our marketing, our branding, our Facebook ads, our brand recognition, our welcome kits, our community involvement, our charities all surround that industry. Everything's focused on that. that is awesome. And so... It truly is its own brand. And so I think now when you get referrals, you get recognition, you get other agents that it's like, do that. I, I just don't do this. I had one um, individual come to me and they basically were like, hey, I need help with this huge account. And not that the, the size or anything, I guess, is relevant. But for me, I wouldn't have got this opportunity. It's, it's over a million dollars. And I'm like, I wouldn't have got that had I not put in the mm -hmm. work and I had I not educated myself. I've got, you know, my whole team goes through training, designation training, higher level you know, work within the niche, understanding the policies, reading each of the policies, understanding how it responds in certain situations and the contracts and all that kind of stuff, and understanding the day-to-day -day 
what a trucker, you know, or, or industry or niche faces is like, Hey, what are the challenges that they're facing right now? Like if I called up and I wasn't able to talk about the current state of the union, what's going on, what they're worried about, you know, what keeps them up at night? Why should I even be talking to the mm-hmm. person? It's crazy, mm-hmm. right? They should cut right through you in the mm-hmm. sales conversation. Mm-hmm. And if all I'm doing is, Hey, send me over the basic info. I can give you a quote to try to earn your business. Like we're not, we're no. not, <laughs> you should give up and go do something you're passionate about, mm-hmm. right? There's way more things and there's way other way more opportunities that you can go love and enjoy to do. I happen to love what I do and love insurance and very passionate about it. And believe it or not, more people don't want to make a decision based on, on price. They've just never given any other reference point to proxy it from. And when you are in there as that community, when that's your brand and that's your phone number, that that's the, that's what, that's how your employees act and answer the phone. All of a sudden that just becomes something that it's like, this isn't just something these people do. They live it, you know? And then when they know you live it, then they think that you're a friend and you're part of them. And then we know that those are the easiest people to write. I think that a lot of people just put a, put a webpage out there. Like, hey, we do trucking, right? A landing, a landing page. page. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's not even part of their website, just a landing page. And then they drive people there. And then, as you said, they tell people that they do that. But yeah, so yeah. we have followed a very similar thing with nonprofits. So we have nonprofitinsured.com. Any loyal listeners can go to. It's a whole brand. Um, nonprofitinsured.com. We just went to a trade show up in Chicago for assisted living. We had our whole thing, you know, we went and, I mean, it was, it was new for us, right? I've went to trade shows and other things, but this was new for us. And dude, we figured some stuff out to be honest with you, Cameron. It was, I probably told you guys on the mastermind call, but that was really cool. But then having the podcast, MP local podcast, I mean, we all do this. And here's the thing I want the loyal listeners to know. Cameron will agree with me when I say this, copy us, copy us, you know, Go, Cameron. I know you're thinking that, right? Yeah. Well, and I mean, where do you think I got some of these ideas? <laughs> you started. You started this thing how long ago with the the nonprofits? Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, man, works for Cass. Must work it for me. Worked. Him and Travis are balling out. I want to be like that. And it worked. No, it. But it, it, I mean, it just kind of makes sense, and it's trying things and not being scared and jumping all in. You know, the thing it, I mm. laugh is in the bigger groups, and like I try not to spend a ton of time on social and all that kind of stuff. Some of us you end up doing it more than you mm-hmm. want to, but. People are like, hey, I'm an expert in this. And all of a sudden, hey, I got a lead for X. It could be a nonprofit in this example. And then the next week, they're like, hey, I've got this bounce house facility that's going to rent out trampolines. Where do I get insurance for that? Hey, I've got this apartment complex that needs rehabbed over here. Where do I get insurance for that? And it's like, didn't you just say you're an expert in that? Like a few, And I, and I don't want to discount that because I know that you need pillars mm-hmm. and, and disciplines and stuff within the agency. But that should be a discipline of the people in that pillar oh. in the division in that. And like, if I get someone that needs, for example, health insurance or Medicare, I've got people for that. I'm not going to talk to you about it. And I'm absolutely not going to take care of that mm-hmm. sale, but let me get you to X, Y, Z. Let me get you to who it is. Even if it's not in my organization, if it was a nonprofit, Hey, I've got somebody, mm-hmm. let me get you over to my mm-hmm. guy. I know how to connect you now. I could take care of you and bring value in every conversation, even though you don't fit with me or my model, Mm -hmm. or if you are in my niche as a trucking client and they don't, for whatever reason, particularly fit at that time with us, I have no problem helping them, giving them guidance, education, bringing value, but not working. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. I I have no need to, I, I, you're just not going to fit what I need, but I'll get you some education and hopefully it'll help you in the future. And then maybe down the road, you come Mm -hmm. back. So So much so, so much so that we were just having this conversation, Cameron, I've got a commercial producer who um, has got, he, he writes large accounts and he's got some employee benefits. 
And we have this company that we can go to and we can basically turn it over to them. And when, when they were having this conversation with how they would do this, they said the only thing that, that the uh, producer's got to do is we'll be there like three times. We want the producer there for like three times, you know, and there'll be a couple hours each time whenever we're talking. And my immediate question, my immediate thought was, I don't want my producer there. He, he's a commercial guy. He writes commercial business. Right. I'm turning this over to you. Now, that's neither wrong or right, the loyal listeners or Cameron, but I wanted you to hear my mindset. I want my people doing what they're supposed to be doing because we are blessed enough to be able to have experts doing things in those other parts that you want to do. And if we don't, we need to find that void, but that doesn't mean that I want you doing it, right? And, and here's what happened. Why I do this is my agency owner did not do that to me. Mike Beard did not do that. Tom Simpson did not do that. And by the way, if you guys know, I've made um, podcasts on them. They're my favorite mentors of all time. But one thing they weren't, they didn't do is they let me do a lot of my own stuff at the beginning. They let me do this. They let me do that. And I was highly successful. And looking back after five to 10 years, I remember in my mid thirties, I thought, shit, if I would have just focused on commercial lines and not done anything else, you know what I mean? I would have been way more successful. Now, now, that all has made me to where I am to now and in the person I am, right? But looking back at them, I want to do the best I can to keep them focused on what they're supposed to do. Because when these 23, 25, 26-year-old guys and gals start getting money in their pocket, it is really easy to get distracted, especially with the money that they could possibly make. You know what I mean? That's why I feel that way. And I feel strongly like you do. Like, do what you're supposed to do. We'll get somebody else to do that other part, you know? Agreed. And on a deeper level, which is tough to see at a young age or new into the industry, at least for me, because I was 20, turning 21. Imagine going through your early 20s in this job. It was amazing. <laughs> but out of ignorance, I didn't edu get education or I did. And, and I did in a roundabout way because all I focused on was contractors, construction. And, and actually, I got into transportation at that time. That's all I talked to. So that I understood the contracts, the language, the endorsements. The, the stuff I was supposed to sell, but I didn't educate myself like I needed to. I didn't read every policy, every contract, everything to properly advise them on like a, like a very high, like what you do today to, to like really like what you do myself, today, which we do today. And I train all my people in mm -hmm. that. I do think early on, I would say, I think it's a benefit to try different things because you don't know what you don't like and what you thrive. Good comeback. Yes. A lot of people and I, and I, Hey, go get your money, whatever. But a lot of people jump into certain niches, trucking and that kind of stuff because of the premium. They think there's so much money in it. I'm going to go do that. I can make a lot of money very quickly. Might be true, might not. But it's like if you hate that and you hate the service work and you hate the transaction, like there's a lot that comes with certain things. And then if you really mess up on something and you cost someone millions of dollars because you were too lazy to read or understand what the contract was, like that's a big mm -hmm. mess up, man. There's no amount of money worth that's that, true. right? That's a ton of stress, E&O going to court, causing someone their livelihood, like, like you, should, that's a big deal, man. So I, I take it serious. I, I, we really do. Education's huge for us. And so I, I would say, find what you like to do, find what you're passionate about, have like a tied interest somehow, whether your grandpa used to do it, your family did it. It was a prior career, something you aspired to try to do via aviation or whatever, like go do something you want to mm -hmm. do that you want to help people out, not just make some money. I learned that a long time ago. Don't look at people or chase money like help people just like actually be genuine and try to help mm -hmm. 
more you help Jim Rohn, right? The more people you help and influence, the more that it comes that's back. That's right. And that's so true. Sometimes we get so mad true. at people. I used to do this when I was younger, not mad at people, but we like, you have an agent who would leave and then go to the company side and you would think to yourself, boy, they just must have not been able to sell. You know, like who would do that? Well, as you just said, Sometimes people, that just wasn't the grind, you know, doing the grind that they had to do. They only wanted to make 90 grand. And I'm going to tell you what, you don't get paid enough to, to do the job I do and make 90 grand, right? And I think everybody on this thing would listen. We need a lot more money for what we do. But if this person, they're going to go on the company side and they're going to make 110 with a company car and health insurance, and they're going to know what their schedule is every day. It took me a while to realize not everybody's me, right? And that's okay that they're like that. But I love what you said. That's why I'm saying it to tie onto what you said. It's okay that maybe you don't find the enjoyment of your job, but man, you make a lot of money. I promise you by the some point in time in your life, you're going to realize, shit, I'd rather just be happy than the money. And I think that's great advice you just gave right there, Cameron. Cameron, trying to stay true, we've been at it 27 minutes and the average listener, according to Mr. Podcast Guy over here, is 28 minutes. Um, so Except insurance <laughs> agents, isn't your demographic? And no. It's true though. <laughs> it's true. Oh no, it's true. But wrapping up though, anything, man, Cameron, this has been great. I'll be honest with you. I didn't realize we'd been on for almost 30 damn minutes. Um, what what did anything you want to say that, you know, kind of capitalizes on what you've said or anybody out there listening um, as we wrap up? I mean, really just kind of recap, I guess, is like educate yourself, be passionate about what you want to do, truly come from a place of wanting to educate and help people, right? And that should be your whole mission and brand and image. And then don't say you're an expert in something when you aren't. You know, if you didn't read a policy and you don't truly understand contracts, and you don't truly understand, like there, there's people in the mastermind that you know about, I know about that. It's like, you know, they've read every policy, you know, they understand the contract language, you know, they've got all the, the backing. And when they speak, it's like, they know what they're talking mm -hmm. about. And insurance is tough guys. Look, it's so great. It's maybe, Hey, am I covered for this? Maybe, <laughs> you know what? I don't know, but I know I can read this and I could tell you from my experience, like, here's how I, what I think, but just to be safe, we're going to turn that in, talk to an adjuster, and we're going to fight that thing together. But I can't tell you it's That's covered. Right. I mean, it could be the most straightforward claim. You're like, maybe. maybe. I don't right. know. Because I've been learning you know, expensive lessons. It's like, oh, yeah, no, you're covered. And then they're not. Guess what? You just hooked your E&O on the freaking mm -hmm. line. You know, fortunately, we haven't <laughs> had anything happen from that. But, like, you get scares in the training oh, and yeah. the education. And it's like, oh. And then I, I guess to quickly touch on that. Make sure you have adequate ENO and make sure you understand your ENO. You know, people that have like 1 million, 2 million limits, okay, it might be fine. Maybe you got a ton of purse lines and no exposure and that kind of stuff. But man, you start getting into some of like nonprofit and these specializations with the manufacturing or middle market and that kind of stuff, you probably need 10 million or more in coverage. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. You got to figure it out, but You're um, that'd be something I just don't cheap out on that. It's so funny how insurance agents are so cheap when they're trying to sell something no. that is so valuable. And then when they're in the boat, they're like, well, how expensive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, oh, I can't man. tell you. I'd say probably two or three times a tax season, I hear an agent talk about, well, you knew I'm using TurboTax. Does anybody else have any <laughs> other software? And I'm like, are you really serious what you're saying right now? I mean, and then not only that, like of all the things in the world that you would want to do on your own, the thing that changes a million times uh, every time a legislator writes a new law, which is taxes, that's the one thing that you for, for sure need. I mean, you really can buy your own insurance on progressive.com and you might be okay, right? But dude, doing your own taxes, 
No, you're not okay, and you never want Uncle Sam to ever come in and say, you didn't pay me something, right? That's the only dude I'm scared of in this world, right? Well, my dad. My dad. Should be. You know what I mean, well, but, yeah. but, but, but yeah, a different. But yeah. So now that's about it, Cass. I just want to thank you. I mean, what you're doing is phenomenal. I appreciate everything, the impact you made, and I wish I would have found you back in 2013 when you launched, yeah. um, and I didn't have to wait until whenever I found like found and stumbled upon the, the group. group yeah, I'm glad yeah, they are great. They're all great. We're going to bring more of them on. Cameron, I appreciate you. You are somebody that we look up to in the industry. Or I probably give more leads probably to anybody in the industry than you because when they hear trucking, you go to Washington. And uh, and I also want to talk to you. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. But we insure because we do nonprofits, right? We insure. I was just thinking of this. We insure the National Association of Christian Truckers. We insure their, their, their place is right out here on the interstate, and they got referred to us because nonprofits, and so we wrote it. I'm thinking, we need to get together on that. I mean, there's probably there's probably I think, I think that's a there's probably benefit and a podcast opportunity and yeah, exposure they I need. Just thinking, you know, I bet their missions. Yeah, good. and I mean, we don't write it, and if they if they're underinsured or wrongly insured, I want them to get them right. And I'm I'm not going to jump in the damn trucking business for that reason, you know. So let's talk about that, Cameron. Don't let that skip my mind in the next week, okay? Because I'll, I'll put the connection right into you. We have a great relationship with them. But yeah, so yeah, I just thought of that. That's cool. Anyways, hey, all you loyal listeners, thank you very much for what you do. And you know that I do what I do because I do it for you. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas. And I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Cass and he is Pachia and we are out. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, at Virtual Intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.